everybody. Welcome to the one and, one and only Film Snobby Awards. It's 2021. Actually, it's 2022, but we watched a lot of movies in 2021, so we're going to give you some awards. We're going to start with doing a top 10, but we're going to do some awards after that. But before we even get into that, we don't have a host tonight because we're not as important as the Oscars yet. That's our goal. <laughs> That's one more of an Oscar thing than you even know. More important than the Oscars. <laughs> and I want every one of you to give me an impression of who you would like to host the Oscars and see if we can uh, guess who it is. So, Caleb, who you want? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you have to go. <laughs> la, la, la. La, la, la. And the award for the uh, goofiest ghoul goes to Kid Chip. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so that was Jim Carrey? No. Come on. Jack Black. <laughs> Who you guys got? Of Pee-wee course. Herman. Pee-wee, Pee-wee Herman. Pee-wee Herman. Otherwise known as Paul Rubin. All right, Eric, who's your host? <laughs> Hello, I'm I'm hosting the uh, the Academy Awards, which uh, you know it's it's uh, it's great. I'm a TV show host, and um, they couldn't get anyone else to do this, so I'm here. Ellen, I'm uh, Jimmy Fallon. I'm, yes, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jimmy, though. Kimmel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. oh okay. so you just want the same old? Okay. There you go. Not original, Eric. Let's go, Ricky. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm uh, from Australia. Andrew and, Dominic. And I uh, make movies. <laughs> Yeah. Margot Robbie, yeah. Sean Margot Penn. Robbie? Uh, no, the, the first one. Oh, Andrew, <laughs> Mel Gibson. Hey, do I sound like him? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't mean, know what he sounds like. Man, I haven't heard this accent since uh, that movie that Who Ethan did it better, picked. Ricky or Shane? That's the real question. end of the world. Or <laughs> All right, uh, until Ethan. The you said you've had the most time to I think. Know, I just wasn't ready for this, <laughs> he's guys. Just take, he's just taking it in. I'm, I'm not ready Let's for this. Let's do your go-to impression. Who is it? I don't think I have any. Do something offensive. <laughs> do like an offensive impression. Hey, guys. Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> if if the Oscars anyone, were made of cheese, like. would you eat them? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, like I, I'd probably go with no host. I feel like when the Oscars had no host, that's when it was the Whoa, best. Whoa, your you know silence is telling. Impersonate. You can do Taika. Taika Waititi. I'm not. I don't think I can. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right. I'm going to um, give you who I. I'm going to give you my impression. My host. Hello. Uh, hello. Sorry. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Oscars. My name is Jared Klofenstein, your host. You've never heard of me. Oh, but I love that. Like, wow. There it is. You gave it away. Would wow. be the yeah, host. I think I'd, I think I'd bring everyone a good time. <laughs> I get some good YouTube fail videos out of that. All right. <laughs> So here's how it's going to work. This might be split up into two episodes, depending on how long we talk. But For sure. round one, we're going to do our top tens of the year of 2021. It was a magnificent year of cinema. Ricky, if you were to sum up 2021 cinema in one word, what would it be? Intense. Yes. This was an intense year of cinema. Scrumptulescent. Intense scrumptious. What? Scrumptulescent. Caleb. I, I take it back. Okay. Magical. Magical. Scrumptulescent. I think Casey said it best. It's hyphenated. Hyphenated. Slow burn. Oh, a slow burn year at the movies. Ethan? Um, nostalgic and fresh. So for this hyphenated, like scrumpalumptious, slow burn, and uh, what was it? Magical nostalgic uh, year at the movies. By the way, hyphenated wasn't my word. I was saying my <laughs> word was hyphenated. <laughs> Got it, it really it really came off like that's what you meant. What's yeah. your word? Hyphenated. It did it did really come off that way. Yeah, like Spider Man hyphenated. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, interesting. Even interesting. your word was a slow burn. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we all gave our top tens of the year. I've collected all of our individual top tens. 
We're nice. going to start by doing the collective top 10. This is film snobs overall. So if someone gave me a film list, number one would get 10 points. Number two would get nine points all the way down to number 10, which would get one point. And I have tallied the total points and you are ready for our top 10. I'm going to give you some stats about it first. Number one, not every, not one film appeared on every list. Nice. There wasn't one film that appeared on every person's list. Isn't that crazy? Whoa, okay. That is very surprising. Um, that Ricky, is really strange. Ricky and I overlapped with nine films. <laughs> nine? <laughs> nine of our top ten. They're a different order, but we had nine of the same top ten. Wow. Um, in okay. this top ten final, Caleb, Ricky, and I each have eight of our films in there. Seven of Ethan's are in there and six of Eric's. Um, this actually was voted the best top ten list by a group of critics for 2021. So good job, guys. New York Times. Our list that. was? Yeah, New York Times said, <laughs> said that. Uh, um, Ricky was like, wait, no, what? <laughs> no film snob has the same number one movie, but Ooh. our number one films, there's five of us make the top five. So every uh, the top five is all someone's different number one movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. wow. Okay, I see. And very fun, very fun. 12 films got multiple votes. So I'm going to start at number 12. Okay. With eight points. Sorry. No time to die. That right by the mic. Wait, that was number 13. Wait, wait. Say that. Again. Number 13, No Time to Die with eight points. Number 12, Drive My Car with 12 points. And then we have a tie for number eight with four films. We've got, with 16 points, Annette, Licorice Pizza, Luca, and M. Night Shyamalan's Old. Oh, wow. That's low. Come on, Greg. At number seven. <laughs> With 17 points, The Underground Railroad. At Wait number, a minute, that's a miniseries? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's great. Sleeping. Oh, okay. At number six, show. with 18 points, Inside, mm. the Bo Burnham Netflix special. Yeah. All right, now we got a big leap in points. At number five, so these are all someone's number one movie from here on out. Number five, with 25 points, we have Dune. At five. At five. Whoa. But look at this. In a tie for three with 26 points. Jeez. We have both West Side Story <laughs> and Memoria. Mm. Oh, wow. Which means there's only two films left. <laughs> and number just, two. I legit don't know. With oh, 28 points. It's, it's got to be Spencer. It's, it's Spencer. Yeah. Spencer. Yeah. Yep. And you ready? Drum roll, please. I don't know what number, number one, one is. You don't. Yeah, you do. The Collective yeah, Film do. Snobs, number one movie of the year for 2021 with 31 points. A narrow two. victory. <laughs> That's Space Jam 2, Austin. Oh, dang it. Austin oh. By the way, Austin's here. Austin's in the room. Hey, Austin, what's up? <laughs> All right, drum roll again. With 31 points, movie of the year with this. Jane Campion's Benedict Cumberbatch starring The Power of the Dog. Wow. The power. Power, power victory. Of the movie. The dog. So here's what we're going to do, I think, which would be fun. We're going to uh, just everyone go around and say your number 10 to number 6 movies and maybe a sentence about them. Please don't talk about them that much because we can't talk forever. And then we're going <laughs> Ricky, oh, I could talk forever. to go around and talk <laughs> about our individual number 5 to number 1s. If uh, your number 5 is someone else's number 1, you have to wait to talk about it and I will give you a cue as to when you can talk because I have the list. So... Uh, Caleb, do you want to give us your number 10 to number 6 for the year? 
That I can, that I can. And just so for everyone listening, after we do our movies, we're going to do some film snob superlatives. Best shot, best score, best scene, etc. All right. So starting off at number 10, we have Church People. <laughs> at uh, number nine. Wait, what? Home, stop, home Sweet Home stop, Alone. Stop. 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 <laughs> He's all that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and of course, the Chosen Christmas Special. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I Wrong have to list. Quit. I have Wrong to quit. List. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, I'm sorry. Guys. I did have. He, I did have. He's all that. How'd you get my list? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I was looking at my list. worst of the year. Sorry. Let me. Um, Rude. Let me go back Rude. here. We're Space Jam two on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, starting off. Well, I want to give. Ricky said I couldn't do this, but I'm gonna do it. What? I have two honorable mentions. Um, Fine. I Ooh. am in the middle of Drive My Car and Underground Railroad, and I know once I finish those, those are going to be probably replace some of these on my list. Okay. Um, but they both of those. Some you mean two. Both of those. <laughs> maybe more. Uh, yeah, Underground Railroad is like five of my yeah. picks. It took you forever to finish that, though. Yeah, but I still finished it. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking me longer. Um, so uh, those are my honorable mentions, but. Uh, starting off at number 10, we got worst, The Worst Person in the World. Good movie. Joachim Trier. Number 9, No Time to Die. Hey. Number 8, Luca. Ah, oh, Luca. Number 7, Inside. And number 6, Annette. Oh. I love that. It's a good 10 to 6. Eric, what's your 10 to 6? Annette didn't even make my list. Whoa. Did you watch crazy. it? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, it should have made your list. <laughs> Uh, maybe it made your list. Yeah, it did. Okay. Well, you can have a wrong opinion. That's spoiler. Right. Spoiler alert. Made my list. <laughs> okay. I had two. Wait, did I have two? I think I had two animated films on my list. Um, Congrats. 10 was Ray and the Last Dragon. I liked that one. Nine was Val, the documentary. Loved that. Eight was Shang-Chi. Seven was No Time to Die. And six was West Side Story. Right, Ricky, hit us with Ricky. the ten to sixty. All right, number ten, we got Luca, just a fun little animated romp. Fun. <laughs> number nine, we got Licorice Pizza, probably the funniest movie of the year. Yep, <laughs> for real. All right. Number eight, we have Bo Burnham's Inside, maybe the most depressing movie of the year. Put your hands oh, so up. So good, so good. Mm. Number seven, we got Annette, the most wild movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just madness please go watch that movie madness um and then number six uh the most gripping movie of the year power of the dog there's a lot of gripping of rope in that movie gripping that is true ethan um all right number 10 we have nightmare alley um Whoa. probably my favorite ending scene Whoa. of the year uh nine no time to die uh, farewell to Mr. Daniel Craig as James Bond. At eight, I have Old. <laughs> um, a great M. Night movie for sure. Mm-hmm. At seven, I have Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, very good. And then at six, I have Dune. 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 Man, that was low. Yeah. Um, Austin, do you have a list or not? I do have a list. Of ten? Uh, yeah. Give, ten. give us your Austin ten to Johnson. six. I feel like my ten to six is probably more different than anyone's. Because I had a hard time finding 10 movies that I watched within 2021. We still but, want them. Um, oh, man, that's going to be controversial. But, 
as is anything when you come on the mic. Get, get, get right up on that mic, Austin. I like, I like to just like, you know, I speak for a lot of the, the, the non like real film. I'm not a film stop, right? So I, I, hopefully I speak for people that, uh, you know, are, are, you know, just on the edge of the movie watching game. But yeah. number 10, Power of the Dog. Whoa. Yeah. Nice. Nine, Shang-Chi. Eight, Spider-Man No Way Home. Seven Space Jam Two. God, wait, wait, wait! You put Space Jam Two ahead of Power of the Dog. God, <laughs> how? Just let him, let him okay, say you're six, oh, and then we have to six. move on. Let him. That was more for humor's sake. My, <laughs> that, that really my blood it. is Space boiling. Space Jam Two is terrible. Uh, Quiet Place Two, number six. Okay. Love it. Did that come out this year? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, it's been a long year. Yeah. My my ten to six. My my spot for number <laughs> ten. The last year was as close as it gets between Spencer <laughs> passing and Licorice Pizza, but I went with Spencer for mm. now. Nine, West Side Story. Eight, Dune. Seven, Old. Six, Luca. Luca. Wait, you had Spencer at 10? Yes. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. So I think it's, it's time right to go it. for our fives. And for our fives, we have a tie with Inside. Two people had that at number five. So Eric and Ethan, do you want to mm-hmm. spill the beans on Inside with Bo Burnham? Spill it. Uh, I just thought this was incredibly beautiful, vulnerable, and sad. I think I agree with Ricky. It was very depressing in some bits. I wouldn't probably call it overall depressing. Um, I was just incredibly blown away by his talent, and the rewatchability of Inside is pretty much instantaneous. I could probably watch it twice in a row. I'm not sure if I did that or not, but I definitely watched it the next day after watching it for the first time. Um, and then listened to all the music and it was just, it was just catchy. Um, and it had a song in there where, I mean, to this day, I, it's, it's, oh, it's one of the most beautiful songs. It's so sad. Is that one about put your effing hands up? No, but that, that is a good moment in the movie. <laughs> no, it's uh funny. It's funny feeling, which was covered by one of our favorite artists. Miss B. Bridgers. Miss B. Bridgers. Bridgers in a, in a Bridges in a, or Bridgers? Bridgers. 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 Wow. In a skeleton. We'd love to have her on. The campfire one? Yeah. Oh, the campfire That's song. That's the one that like devastated me. Yeah, I the I second I, time around. I cried. I yeah, it was oh so 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 freaking good. Anyway, that's that's my take. See happy Faria Sundi song. Nice. Yeah, I agree with Eric on everything he said. I just think the the production value is so impressive given that it was just him. Yes. Doing everything. Yes. Um, so I'm just, I think it was just like, wow, he can, he made a great movie all by himself in a room with all his equipment in there. I thought, man, anyone can make a movie. And his yeah. purpose um, was to entertain and he like nailed it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Loved it. And, and like, you didn't even have like this fancy camera. I mean, he had like, as he far was, as uh, like, like movie cameras go, it was like a... <laughs> It was a step up from the GH5. I forget which one. Yeah. But it was beautiful. Like, if it wasn't a great camera, like... Well, so I'm just saying, like, you don't need, like, a 10, you know, thousand like, plus dollar There's rig, some you know? beautiful looking movies from the 20s, and they used cameras from then for that. <laughs> it's not about the gear. It's about the craft. <laughs> You're right. I learned that when I watched War and Peace. Like, doesn't matter how good your scuba gear is. You got to have a good boat to get out on that water. But it's not you how good your... Actually sh- just walk out from the shore. <laughs> it's not how good your scuba gear is. It's how good your lungs are. Love it. How long can you hold your breath? How for, big your boat is? Just, Me? Never yeah. hold I your breath when you're seconds? scuba diving. That's like the number. It's really one good. 
hold your breath when you Now when you get dive. down there, That's, don't hold your you breath. If you hold your breath, you'll die. <laughs> I love it. Anyone else? Any insights to inside? I think uh, it's great. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and that's where I, I just, I think it like is funny, but like I really felt like it just left me with that kind of like depression and like almost like it's just nihilism really like rang through like and hit me. Like when I finished that movie, I was mm. just kind of devastated. The it was interesting. The first time it didn't really hit me on an emotional level. I was just kind of, this is cool and interesting and new. And then I like threw it on a second time, like on a whim and it was, yeah, just mm. really crushing and powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably most brilliant comedy special I've seen that I can think of. I think it's like an interesting mix of like the mainstream and like experimental film in my mind. Yeah, there was definitely some some risks taken there. Well, I don't know. I mean, there wasn't too... I guess maybe it wasn't risky. I mean, if it flopped, whatever, I guess. But um, it really felt like he put his heart and soul into it. So, yeah. All right. Now, Caleb, did you have anything to say about it? No, I think... Well... I think it was for everyone. I think everyone was able to watch that. It created so many memes for this past year, like <laughs> it, all over, you know, TikTok and Instagram and stuff. But then also for the people who like to dissect stuff a little bit more and into go into film, I think it was for them as well. And so it was just accessible for everyone. It was great. Mm-hmm. All right. Ricky and I also had the same number five, and it was the Ryusuke Hamaguchi-directed three-hour opus, Drive My Car. So, Ricky, the, a lot of the people listening probably don't know anything about Drive My Car, so why, why should they go see it? Oh, boy, Drive My Car. So, this is probably, this is probably like, the, the most recent addition to my list. Probably watched this more recently same. than anything else. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is just a movie that's, like, it's, like, almost three hours long. And it's pretty slow, like just a pretty like almost glacial floating pace. And I still could have sat and watched this movie for like easily another three hours. Like I just kind of didn't want this movie to end. Um, It was just so like gentle, even though it was filled with so much pain and trauma. And I think it just handles that with such grace that by the time you actually start to like unpack this like trauma and pain, um, it just really hits hard. um, And... Yeah, I just think it's like a really beautiful kind of ride through well, the depths of the human heart and, you know, kind of trying to move on through difficult experiences. And it's also just, there's just so many nice little parts and little, little hugs. And there's a scene where they're at dinner with the, with like a, I don't know, a group of them. And it's just the most like warm and lovely thing I maybe saw. It is such a lovely dinner scene. Yeah. Mm. You just feel so happy. Yeah, for those of you who haven't heard of this movie, it's kind of winning all the critics' awards. Um, won New York and LA Critics Awards as their best film of the year. Could get an Oscar nom for best picture. We'll see if it sneaks in there. But it's about a man who is a theater director and actor who um, has a relational tragedy, I guess you would say. And then um, he's putting on a production of the Chekhov play, uh, Uncle Vanya, in another part of the country. And it's... Or actually, does he go to Korea for that? I think it's in Korea. Um, it, I was confused because it's at least shot in the southern prefecture of Japan. It has to yeah, be because drive to the northern prefecture of Japan. You're right. Never mind. It's in Japan. So. Um, it's, there's just some Korean actors in it. But it's just, it's very, re- it rewards you for sticking with it. Because there are some things in the first act that you're like, this is whack. Or like, I'm not too interested in this, but it's beautiful, so I'll stick around. And the way he ties up everything with the screenplay is a wonder to behold. It's got a score that you can just put on wherever you want. Um, Amen. 
it's beautiful. It's as in maybe a gospel message at the end, at least to me, that was very affecting. Yeah. At least very hopeful. Like, very hopeful. Very hopeful in a movie that's dealing with such like dark. Mm-hmm. So Ricky and I are the only snobs who have seen it. Um, can, but I would encourage everyone to, well, if you're old, if you're young, don't watch it. Cause there's some stuff that I don't approve of, but can I say something about it real quick? You can. Yeah. You watched the first I'm, 40 I'm, minutes. I'm 45 minutes into it. I'm um, trying not to spoil it for Caleb. Yeah. And so far I'm in and I love late title drops. 40 minutes in, <laughs> you get a title drop with credits. And I'm you're like, oh, kidding, okay. right? No. 40 minutes? 40 minutes 40 in. Minutes. And so I'll, then I'm like, <laughs> dang, okay, I'm in. Um, but so far I get that it's kind of dreamy and cruisy and you like, you know, driving your car. And he's driving a 900 Saab Turbo. Yeah, the car is awesome. And it's the coolest car. That's and I'll, I'll, car. I went and looked on uh, Bring a Trailer. If you guys don't know Bring a Trailer, it's a car auction site. And someone in Denver is selling one. Um, the bid right now is at 2200 Let's like, get it. Okay. It, the bid ends in... Uh, Two days. Auction ends in two days. Yeah, so, let's get it. Then we can. Um, I bet then like, we can drive his car. It'll probably jump up to like fifteen grand. I bet. But um, I might might make a bid of like three grand or something. See if I can get it. I like awesome. it. I. Yeah, I, as, I, I Oh. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was as the Beatles once said, Ryusuke Hamaguchi, you can drive my car. Yeah, the Beatles <laughs> said that to Ryusuke. Yeah. Uh, can I ask a question about, um, just a quick question about this movie? Do you think that Parasite laid the grounds for more foreign films to take the Best Picture nomination? Like... At the they, Oscars? They used, to, they used to have a separate category and they used to they just still stay do. there. And they still and they still do. I'm just saying, like, do I you, do think, you think it that more has to do with the? And for those of you listening, the Oscars in the last few years have diversified their membership. So oh. it used to be primarily people who lived in L.A., California, New York, who are mainly American filmmakers. But they've uh, created a space for more international, more art house people to be a part mm. of the Academy. So the people who vote, that's why some of those movies sneak in there now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, and but I, I would argue too. There's maybe a more worldwide like accessibility to um, international film. It's mm. easier to it's watch like, those films. Yeah, now. it's like just growing in general. And it, I think like Parasite's more like the symptom than the like the root of it. I'd say like it was just like probably gonna happen, oh. and it happened to be the right time for Parasite. Also, Parasite's just a great movie. Yeah. So no, agreed. <laughs> when I think about it, I'm like entertaining and like deep too. Of course, it would be. You know, th- like this is just an amazing film, but is that kind of like what we're seeing now is that mm-hmm. like no matter where the film comes from it if it is an incredible film picked up by and i guess the criteria is like if it's picked up by a lot like a lot of people were watching parasite and oh, it yeah. just got so much steam that's um, what's happening with drive my car it's winning enough things that it's getting steam, real so okay people are that's what i was it, yeah. that's what i was kind of wondering okay so we'll see it might not but okay. it'll probably win international feature for sure okay uh austin what's your number five bro Dune. Oh wait! Oh, we have to wait. You can't talk about it yet. You have to wait. (laughs) Someone else has it up higher later. But good pick. Um, Caleb's number five is Ethan's number four, and that's the highest it placed on any of our lists. So, Ethan, do you want to intro Licorice Pizza, a fun comedy? Licorice Pizza. Paul Thomas Anderson. His ode to his childhood home a little bit. Oh really? It's um, it's fresh. It's funky. It's random it's hilarious and a little bit racist <laughs> a little bit but overall it's it's a, it's just a really fun fun delightful film that 
is on the surface can just is just really fun to see and then uh, upon reflection you're almost kind it's almost kind of cringy reflecting back i'm like <laughs> wait that was a that's interesting she's old and he's <laughs> quite young and it's it's like then you're like okay there's some interesting dynamics at play here mm-hmm. um but i think it works i think it's funny um really good i mean it looks great i thought it looked really great right um yeah it was probably the most fun i've had in 2021 in the theater um yeah it was it wasn't super i I mean i wasn't super emotional when i was watching the movie but i thought it was some sequences are (laughs) really funny um so yeah it was it was a good one yeah check it out Uh, yeah it's interesting that you say that ethan because afterwards you think about it you're like wait a second that was actually kind of weird and i think it's almost kind of what it's like romanticizing an era when we're like oh the 70s that was so great that was so cool and then you look back you're like wait a second there's some kind of weird messed up stuff like and i think that's why the racism stuff's kind of in there because it's supposed to make us go wait should i be romanticizing this era or was there a lot of like messed up stuff that we don't really think about so i think that's kind of part of it is um yeah make us think wait should i be actually enjoying this or should i maybe be pointing out this is kind of off um but yeah licorice pizza man i thought it was so i saw it yesterday i thought it was so funny so funny um and it looked so good it was michael bauman and paul thomas anderson were the credited cinematographers on it um and i i know they used like lenses from the 70s to kind of get that look they kind of oh they did um imitated the blue street anamorphic streaks from um punch drunk love um and i don't know ricky maybe you have thoughts on this um i i have a feeling that paul thomas anderson on some things underexposes and then in processing pushes it up a stop to get more grain do you have thoughts on that or not? I don't no, know. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I have like noticed that enough to have an, a, like a, a, an opinion. Okay. Cause I'm like, man, it looks so good with this grain. I'm like, is he just underexposing and pushing up or is he overexposing and pulling? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's someone likes to stick with one film stock for a whole film though. I could be wrong. Right. That, hmm. but. I don't know, but I just, it looked so good. I, I love grain. I love film. And we'll talk about that when we get to um, Pablo Lorraine's film. But you like barley? I like um, whole. Great. Great joke. <laughs> um, yeah, Bradley wow. Cooper is hilarious. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, what else? Uh, funny. For, really for people funny. who aren't PTA films uh, fans, who what else has PTA made? There oh, Will Be Blood, mm. The Master, Phantom Thread, mm. Punch Drunk, Love, Inherent Vice. Yeah, Phantom Thread just got added to Netflix, and we did an ep on that, so go watch that now. Yeah. <laughs> Can now watch it on Netflix to prep for your licorice pizza viewing. <laughs> <laughs> well... Not at all the same thread of type of a movie. But nice. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it very... Is. One's very a licorice, one's a, a ghost, kind of. It's a phantom <laughs> thread. <laughs> ghost? All right, that's licorice pizza. Let's get to another number four. Wait, wait. Which, uh, oh, wait. Oh, are we going to... Sorry, never mind. We don't I mean, have to talk about it. I was going to ask why you guessed that it was called licorice pizza. Oh, well, I know I, why it's called licorice pizza. I have the answer, I think. Oh, what's up? It's Give the, it, Ricky. It's the name of a record store during like the 70s. Oh, you think okay. About I it, like a, a vinyl record is black and shiny, like licorice. Yeah, and it is flat and round like a pizza. Licorice, licorice pizza. pizza. 
I like Twizzlers. Pizza. That's actually kind of cool. I like that. Twizzler pizza. Twizzler. <laughs> Eric, you want to hit us with your number four? Because it was, I agonized. I almost put this mm. at four and five and I ended up putting it at six. I love this movie so much. My number four was Luca. Woo! Oh, Pixar's oh, finest. Luca. Yeah. Just so much going on in this movie that I think would just take like an hour to unpack. But the basics that I'll throw down is that I just, I loved being in this world. I thought the animation was unique and different and like it was just lovely. Like it was just a lovely story. Um, I loved the budding friendship. Um, I loved the kind of tension and dynamics that were in there, but they weren't like, Oh, the, the drama of the movie. It was just kind of like, you were just kind of like following the story and it was just beautiful the way it evolved and, and, and how it ended, um, perfectly wrapped up. I I thought it was, yeah, very close to being a perfect film in my mind. I've been notoriously hard on Disney and Pixar, especially in the last 20 years for not thinking they live up to the hype that everyone gives them. Last 20 years, they've only been around for like Disney. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I'm talking Pixar. I know. I say I give them a hard time. (laughs) Luca was just magical. It's my favorite Mm -hmm. Pixar movie by far. It's one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. It's probably the funniest or second funniest movie of the year. It's so funny. It's so great. It looks so good with the colors and the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. Um, it's perfect for kids. It's 90 minutes, so it's a breeze. Mm-hmm. You just get through sure. it. Yeah. And you, like, nice want to cry at a couple points. It oh, kind of checks all the children's movie boxes. Austin, you cried? Austin and I were crying today. Dude, it made one of my moments, for sure. It's in one. Yeah, it's we'll talk about it. Great yeah. dad film. Right oh. at the end? Mm. I mean, come on. Hey, don't spoil anything. We got we'll rad get dad there. moments we'll to get come there. for the yeah. half of this. Moments. Jeez, way to spoil <laughs> my moment. Yeah, I, I think it's just like also really nice having a film like this where it doesn't get lost in plot and it's just a really like intimate story about like three characters mm-hmm. that doesn't lose sight of that, I feel, and sticks with them. And Even though it's kind of a, a grounded story ultimately in this animated setting, I still think it takes in that like animation wonder. Mm-hmm. And those are dream sequences and the Vespas and the, mm. the stars and all that stuff's just magical. And like yep. Jared said, just hilarious. The the mm-hmm. sheep fish. Oh, the sheep fish. Chef kiss. <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> the I, Vespa dreams. <clears throat> oh. The Vespa dream. The Vespa dreams are cool. I watched it first time last summer, I think. And then when I was home this past time for the holidays, I rewatched it. And it was almost like seeing it for the first time. Like, all the same moments got me. Yeah. You know, usually on rewatches, sometimes for me, I can really enjoy it, but the emotion kind of dissipates because I already know, and it's... Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was just felt, like, fresh again. Like, every, everything that, that made me laugh, that puts made me laugh, made me laugh really hard. I cried really hard, you know? <laughs> like, it was, man, it really is great. Great soundtrack. Perfect summer movie. Mm. Perfect yes. summer movie. Oh, absolutely. Want to have some... Up- Ice cream and Guapa de Boopy. It's a good movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, I really felt need vibes <laughs> with Luca too. I really felt in touch with my cultural roots. I I don't know if you guys know this. I think oh, I might be Italian. Oh, yeah. oh, Caleb, you're, you're not Italian. Italian. You're as Italian as, as you are. God. Mexican. Yeah, <laughs> um, So I don't know. I, just, I feel like Luca's based on me a little bit. Okay. Sometimes okay. I feel okay, like moving a, on. Caleb, moving what was your number four? Geez. Uh, my you don't have my number four. I do, but I wanted you. My to... number four was Memoria. Yeah, you can't talk about it yet because uh, someone else has it higher. Ricky, what was your number four? Dude, 
Yep, someone has Dune higher as well. My number four was... Oh, wait, let's go to Austin's first. Austin, what was your number four? Well, this is number five. Inside of number four. Okay, so we already hey. talked inside. That's great. His number five was... Uh, Did you have any extra thoughts for mm. inside? No. Okay. Uh, my number four was the... Is as bonkers as a movie can get. It's Leos Carax's <gasps> Annette, which is... How do I explain this movie? It's like a rock opera musical starring Adam Driver as a stand-up comedian called the Ape of God, and he falls in love with the precious <laughs> opera singer, Marion Cotillard, and they get together, and they have a romance, and what to say about that romance, I am not going to spoil it. Um, and then they end up having a baby. The uh, title Annette is named after her, and I want to say so much about and this baby, but I also don't want to spoil <laughs> that either. Right. And this movie is super inventive. The music's... The acting's incredible. The cinematography is very experimental at points, but it mm -hmm. still gets a story across. It's one of the two movies in my top ten, three movies in my top ten. Uh, Luca um, it was another one, and then Power of the Dog, but that I rewatched. And the rewatch on this movie was out of this world because I think the first time you watch it, it's so all over the place that it's Agreed. hard to find your footing with it mm -hmm. um, thematically and story-wise to connect with it because it's just so different. But on the second time, when you're used to what's being thrown at you, the effect is marvelous. Um, who else yeah. has thoughts on Annette? I can't. We love yeah. each other so, so much. much. The music is quite catchy. Get First off the chair. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. I, 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 I would Get off I would concur with the, the second watch really brought this up. Like this probably wouldn't have quite made the top 10 off of the first watch because like you said it was it's, it's just a wild movie and it, a very enjoyable one in, in my mind but i think it emotionally resonated a lot more the second time and the songs are so catchy and like good that the second time you're like at least i was really into them and i think for me i i think when i i, I like musicals but i think i struggle with a lot of them because i just don't enjoy the music very much and i feel like if you don't enjoy the music it's not going to be a great time Oftentimes, so this the music slaps. It's great. Um, See, I, I didn't enjoy the music at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I can get why. So that's how I felt with Encanto. I watched it and I was just like, uh, I mean, so I don't like the music, but I do appreciate the story and the romance and the the. I don't know. I feel like there's this sense of dread. Oh, you it's know, when she's having these dreams in the limo, you know, and I'm just like, oh, that's really, I thought that was really interesting. Um, so, yeah, the music was actually probably the lowest thing for me about this movie. But, yeah, it's I mean, not the your... end, I love the end. Mm. Oh, we're going to talk about that thought, later. Yeah. That's that's probably the best part. That was. The whole thing's great, but. Dang. It's not your typical musical, too. It's like, right. it's like Jared said, it's like a rock opera. So, it's like different type of music for a musical it's like and take a while to get used to and it's closer to like umbrellas where it's most of it's sung like there's yeah. some spoken mm -hmm. dialogue but mm -hmm. it's like not a bunch of like you know dialogue than a musical number it's little moments of singing too but it's it's a movie that is wild and worth watching i don't think anyone else is making movies like this at all i think he's a very original holy original director that 
deserves to at least just give him a shot. Yeah, everyone, we did an episode on his movie before this from 2012 called Holy Motors, so watch that movie and listen. Also, and this movie has the best puppet in the history of cinema. Mm. <laughs> best few puppets. It's, it's brilliant, yep. too. It's not, it's like, I'm sure it made their lives easier, ultimately, and it, it works, <sighs> like, for mm-hmm. the themes and whatever the movie. Hint, hint, marionette. Never mind. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that this man, it shouldn't take him 10 years to make a movie. So go watch this movie so he can make another one. Also, we talked about Luca having a rad dad. This is bad dad of the this year. Is the, this mm. is my rad dad pick. Oh, oh. sorry. Oops. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll uh, wait. So mine was Annette. Uh, also, I just want to shout out, uh, this might be Adam Driver's like, best performance. It is for me. Either this or silence. You seen Last Jedi? (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'm a conductor. That guy from I hate the I've never watched The Big Bang Theory because I know it annoyed me. But a guy from that's in it and he's incredible. He was very good. good. Very very. I was surprised that he was in this movie. That's one of my favorite parts of the movie. The the two scenes where you're like spinning around him. Oh Oh, yeah, that was cool. He's like just providing some exposition like while he's he did a great conducting. It's so good. yeah, I don't know. I've seen the camera used like that. And yeah. Cool. Anyways, let's keep going. Number threes to talk about. Number three. Caleb and Ethan, you had the same number three, and it Ooh. was... Loth Power de Loth Pero. <laughs> the power what? of the the power of power the pedal. We'll talk about Poder. that one more later, huh? Pero. Poder, Poder. Uh, Ricky, what was your number three? That's power. Spency. Yep. We'll hear more on that later. My number three was Underground Railroad, which we'll get to at our twos. Uh, Austin, you had Luca at number three? Luca at number three. Luke. Nice. Man, you got a good top five going here. My <laughs> <laughs> boy's showing out. Eric, talk about your number three. It's my favorite documentary of the year. Yeah, mm. I, I also had something underground. Uh, oh, snap! Go, Eric. Go, Eric. Um, go, Eric. go, Eric. go, yeah, go Eric. Eric. Go. <laughs> oh, no. Um... I don't like attention. Uh, no, I, I put... And the, you're doing a podcast? <clears throat> I, I put uh, The Rescue as mm. my number three. And it was one of the most powerful storytelling mm. moments that I've ever seen. And it was just... I was enraptured by it every single minute. I watched it with my wife and we were both just like... I mean, if you know Jordan, she sleeps. <laughs> that's true she sleeps Girl during sleep. movies <laughs> I, al- I almost made a letterbox uh, chronicling when she falls asleep during a movie that would that's that would, i would follow fun. that that's page. still that's still a fun <laughs> fun idea. That's a great idea the only review is uh the minute marker she falls asleep <laughs> <laughs> um but we we just watched this all the way through and it was just i i couldn't believe this was like an actual like real story and just like moments that happened that I was like kind of anticipating, but also wondering if they were going to happen. Like it was just, it was just, Oh, I was there. I was there for it. And it was just, yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Almost, almost entirely perfect. Yeah. Shout out Jimmy Chin. Shout out Jimmy Chin. They made free solo. I, I was like you, I thought it was incredibly powerful and mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. This type is about the boys in the type cave that got rescued and like, I read about it on the news briefly. Mm. Had no idea what. I don't want to spoil it, but the lengths. I know. I, I these, tried not to spoil anything. Uh, men who are kind of socially awkward, not who you would think who would be a, a diving hero to get these boys mm, out. Right. It, is, it is. I think riveting to for watch. me. It just I couldn't help but think of the sovereignty of God. You know, mm. the, these random yeah. British people that yeah. have. N- jobs have this one hobby that's very 
very niche and very few people know how to do what they do and and a doctor right, who also has the hobby at the right moment in <laughs> and time, a doctor <laughs> at least on this side of heaven it's like there was a deep purpose for their hobby yeah that yeah. i don't know if anyone ever gets that in this yeah. life you can kind of see the end of something no, like that. No, it was phenom- it was phenomenal. Because most awesome. to think about most would, documentaries that are like primarily talking heads and recreations kind of get old to me. Somehow mm-hmm. it worked for this. Speaking on the totally recreations, worked. did you know? Did you know something about this film that they 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 remade some scenes? Yeah, yeah. with some of the people yeah. involved, right? And and that's all I'll say about it, not to give it, but I was just like, when I learned that, I was like, wait, what? They brought some of these people back and like recreated some scenes. And I was just like, dude, if, if I was involved in any way in this rescue, I would not want to go <laughs> anywhere near anything revolving yeah, around this ever was, again. It was so oh, wild. exhilarating and wild. Oh, and overwhelming it just, and suffocating. It took, it took a hold of my, my, my physicality. Like I was, anxi- I was hmm. anxious. Yeah. You guys are trying to tell me that they did, they weren't actually there when it happened. Yeah, they didn't bring the cameras down there when they were saving the people. No, no, they they had they had f- actual footage. They had some actual footage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because they yeah they had like mounted things uh, when they were. But they did like uh, put you in the space of like what it's like to be an underwater. I was uh, I was being facetious. That's actually pretty cool. Okay, yeah. yeah I thought I thought you were joking. <laughs> I was like, okay, Ricky. Okay, number twos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two was Memoria, which is someone's number one, so you're going to have to wait to hear about that. Wait. Oh, snap! Ethan's number two was... Spencer. Which is someone's number one, so you're going to have to wait to talk about oh, that. Oh, man, this is crazy. Caleb's number two was... West Side Sorry. Which was someone's number one, so Whoa, you're going to have to wait no to talk about way. that. What? Ricky's number two... No. Oh yeah, Ricky's number two. Yeah, uh, I, we can do yours, but no, no, no. I thought we did Ricky's, but I, I, I might think have we actually that. get to talk about my number two, right? Yeah, we I, get to talk about yeah, it. I think so. right. Go ahead. What's your so, number two? Uh, number Rick? two. This was, uh, I guess, I, I had mentioned in the Spencer podcast. This would actually be my number one pick. Mm. Something dethroned it at the last second. Yeah. Oh, but that shouldn't <laughs> monarch joke <laughs> minimize how masterful this Spider-Man. movie is. Stop. <laughs> Close to Spider Man. No way it home. Is, um, yeah, there is no way home in this, really. Um, it is Barry Jenkins Underground Railroad. I just this thing is a masterpiece. I find it kind of hard to talk about because I mean for multitude of reasons, but honestly, it's just like masterful from beginning to end. And there's ten episodes in this thing, hmm. so if anything, it's just like overwhelmed by incredible moments, like moment after moment. It's just so good, hmm. and I. I the approach of this story, which is approaching the Underground Railroad um, during slavery in the South, but it approaches it with this kind of like magical realism of there actually being like an Underground Railroad, like actually functioning. Oh, and okay. And follows like um, a couple slaves trying to escape a plantation, basically, and like go through the Underground Railroad system. And I just think it, it really takes on this magical, like surreal aspect of telling the story that I just think really ma- like brings it home and makes it something special. Um, it might sound goofy on the surface, me describing it like that, but it really does work super well and um, just makes this content really transcendent and kind of, in my mind, extra important, actually. And mm. it's able to kind of just capture the mental states of the characters in a really unique way. 
um, the kind of exteriors or like the states that they travel to take on, like they represent the interiors of the characters. And I don't know, I could just gush about this for forever. There's so much like experimental stuff happening with the camera too. Um, it's just consistent. It's incredible. Um, the ending is chef's kiss. <laughs> the Anything that has to do with Jasper in the middle is double chef's kiss. That is, like, <laughs> that is like the pinnacle. That's why I stopped midway through the show is that it's like such a devastating moment, but like so incredibly powerful that I like had to take a break. Wow. And actually I was reading online. It sounds like a lot of people did the same thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I won't say anything more than like it's, I will get more into that stuff. I think later on when we talk about uh, our other awards, but yeah, there's just so many incredible moments like that, though. I could gush about this forever. I'll stop talking about it. Yeah, I'm with um, Ricky. It's It was my number three of the year as a miniseries. It's the best use of television I've seen. It's definitely the best TV show I've seen, even though it's a limited series. And it's just... And it's the best Civil War slave era representation I've seen in a way that doesn't excuse the evil or diminish the suffering, but also gives a lot of hope in that suffering and shows that suffering can actually be a means of strength, I guess. Mm. And Barry Jenkins, for those of you who don't know, he's the one who uh, directed Moonlight, which won Best Picture in 2016. Beat La La Land. Sorry, Caleb. And hey, I always I'm, fine thought, with that. I'm fine with that. And I, I need to watch <laughs> it again. I've, I've thought Moonlight's been a bit overrated. I know most people don't think that. But I since really like then, it. Barry Jenkins has done If Beale Street Can Talk, which is masterful, and this, mm. which is, I don't know how he's going to get better than this. But Lion King, baby. The epic, the Lion King's doing Lion King two or a prequel or something. Wait, but that, what? Yeah, he is. That's his next movie. Oh, baby. weird. But he's like the episodic nature of this work. Some episodes are longer. One episode's like twelve minutes long. Um, the acting's incredible. The cinematography, cinematography is incredible. Music's out of this world. Can't say enough about it. Please go watch it. It's like it's doing really like original stuff too. Like, Super I think unique with the, the camera, camera and unique ways that I don't, I haven't really seen before. And yeah, it, it's it's something special. I've definitely been saving it for a rainy day. Best, best. I, I know you guys have been gushing on it for a while now. I'd say it's the best thing made by an African American filmmaker that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know me, I love film. I, I love when things are shot on film. Mm. Caleb, but this was shot digital and it looks so, so good. Like the way the camera moves and you know, a lot of experimental stuff and it's always moving. There's always like long takes and it's it's doing something interesting pretty much with every shot. Um, I have an episode and a half left, but I'm, it's so good. Yeah, I don't think it could look like it does with film. Right. Yeah. No, it's got its own look digital that's fascinating. Mm. Interesting. They're figuring it out digital. Yeah. All right. Since Ricky and I are probably the only two who have seen that, let's move on. Oh, we're at the number ones. No, I didn't do my mine. Oh, wait, you were, you're right. I forgot about yours. I want to talk about yours. It's all right. No, I, have we <laughs> talked about it yet? No. Oh, okay. So I know Ethan had it on his list. I had it at like seven. You you had it at eight or something. But my number two was old. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Wow. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, he had it high. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm the only one that didn't see it, right? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. I I saw it very recently. I saw it when I was <laughs> making my way through January. Um, 
and just kind of watching a lot of movies from 2021 that um, I hadn't seen yet. And I mean, I love M. Night Shyamalan. I, I haven't been on the <laughs> Lady in the Water uh, that's me i'm a shaman kind of fan, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> where it's like you know you're like all these are like still really really good and and i i, I liked signs i liked six sense and i liked the village um i saw the happening like i've seen some of his other ones that didn't really um hit although i didn't see lady in the water i i will give that a shot um so i was under this impression that like okay he hasn't been doing like amazing in my mind um and then i watched this and i was just like whoa 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 where did this come from like where did this come from yeah just the way he was filming it and just like the the side the side pans and then he would come back to mm -hmm. where he started and then he would go back a little bit more it was like he was just like going side to side mm -hmm. and some ones where he would like turn and then it would turn back yeah and then it would be like really slow and turning back there like and something spin, was different like spin and zoom in and zoom out at the same time he was yeah, pulling out of that he was pulling out all old tricks and a ton of new ones that i was just like this is really well shot loved the story thought it was so unique i i've seen i saw the trailer and i was still like not entirely sure what the hell was going on in this <laughs> right, movie yeah and really don't. It's and, and i love that i've always loved that about his trailers like he doesn't give like a ton away and uh for obvious reasons he's the um infamous kind of uh twist kind of person guy um i'm not entirely sure i won't say anything about the ending of this movie obviously but i love the ending i won't say that there is a twist and i won't say that there's not a twist i haven't seen it the I'm, ending, not, I'm not sure the i know ending yeah, is yeah. super controversial like most yeah. people don't like it and i love it yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i read your review so i want to hear what you <laughs> what you donald trump for like <laughs> i don't think yeah, they hand out maga hats oh, and it's man. weird yeah, 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 the red scared china scared <laughs> whoa i mean just the agenda the agenda no i want to hear what because I, I read ethan's review on it and i and i i found that really interesting when i read your review I so i want to hear your i want to hear your thoughts i wrote you said like i feel old just the old no word. i feel old. You, you said it you said it so kind of fell apart I mean, this is this is talking about. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed. Old. Okay. It was yeah. It was it's up. It's on my list for sure because it was. Oh uh, yeah, so interesting. We'll get into it in the ten, in the other half of the stuff, but yeah, I thought it was he he can just move a camera so well, and he's oh yeah, I just love watching that. Yeah, the it's man, he just has perfect premise to explore themes while keeping you entertained at the same time. It's very Hitchcockian. He's Shyamalan's late career, later career stuff, at least has been very single location, um, a lot of it. And he just gets everything he can out of that location because he knows how to block, he knows how to write, he knows where to put the camera, and he knows how to get the actors to portray what they need to portray because he has a very particular vision that's very storyboarded. Um, he's not a free-flowing guy with when it comes to story, and it works. And, and it's super freaky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I need to watch it again because it could go up my list. Oh, yeah. I love... Yeah, cause, there's some elements that you like, what? Yeah. It's the most, <laughs> like, oh, man, I felt freaked out. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Because, yeah, I think Shyamalan movies, they, they have that bit where it's like 
there's some sort of like freaky bit that goes on during the movie you know sixth sense it's like love freaky bit turns (laughs) turns the corner and there's people hanging and you're like whoa my god i didn't see that happening and and all these other things and old definitely had multiple moments where i was just like wow He's getting back to form, I, th- I thought. I yeah, thought he's never mine. left form, but he's still got it. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. After Earth is <laughs> to me. Speak. But you're right. It's one of my top couple Shyamalan yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was mm. pleasantly surprised by it. Austin, you got number two? My number two was uh, the James Bond film, No Time. Oh, we love No Time, Time to Die. Definitely on my list yes. for sure. Yeah, we did a little quick app on that. You guys can go listen did, to I it. I think did we, we did. all see that together? All six of us here? All six of us were there. I wasn't there. You all weren't? five of us. Oh, no, yeah, you, no. He, you backed he had, out early. He's with you later. Oh, Didn't you back oh, out right. early to go? You watched A Hidden Life with some yeah, people. Yeah, so I wanted to watch Hidden Life. All right, fair. Was worth it. More important. Time to, to die. And, and you were was. absolutely correct, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to be there with you guys, though. I was, I, yeah. I, I did regret that. We should do that again. We should do that more. Uh, yeah, we should go see that, that movie in theaters again. What movie do you guys no, want to see in theaters Time to Die, starring Daniel's Bond. Is that when, like... And uh, Freddie Mercury from Prince. Is Daniel's bond <laughs> when Daniel Craig like gets a savings bond at a bank? And and Anna Delegas. No, it's where nice. he, it's where he gets his gold bond. All right, uh, all right. Time for our number ones. Our number ones are all different, which makes it mm. very fun. Mm. So yeah. I say we count from five to one for our overall list. Our number five was Dune. So which of us has Dune at their number one movie of the year? you correct ah yes you nailed it good job yeah no i had dune as number one um desert power there in the in the in the next segment i've got reasons why but um i was just pleasantly pleasantly in that space and we watched it in imax and it was just Mm -hmm. so big yep one of Ricky's least favorite experiences of his life. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because of those damn kids who were next to him, just well, like go to the Dune the pod. Some mom deep. brought her kids to have a play date with some metal bars. And Ricky, actually, we have a surprise for you. We, we brought the family here, and you can <laughs> come on out. You can verbally assault them. Come on out, Natalie. Bring them all over. James, hey James, Matilda. Yeet. <laughs> can you explain why why was a difficult night and why Ricky actually ruined it? <laughs> no. Luckily, I went back to the IMAX and saw it again. You did? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. Good. Yeah, I saw, I saw, um, I believe twice in theaters and far and away, IMAX was better. Um, it felt like I was missing things in the standard. You know, like, you see it in IMAX, you see every pore, every detail, and then you see it in standard and you're like, this is a different movie almost because, like, you're not noticing certain things with the smaller screen, but... Yep. Um, score, performances, the vast picture, the storytelling. Um, I loved this movie so, so, so much. So, yeah, that's my number one. All right. Who else needs to chime girl. in on the Dooney? Uh, it's on my rewatch list. Yeah, you're the one who is a little. Uh, I, I think I have the lowest out of all you guys oh, on the rating right, yeah, of yeah, it. You weren't a fan. And, but also, part of me, everyone was so mad that I gave it a three and a half that. <laughs> We I were. like. I wanted to double down. I'm like, I'm not changing it. Um, is it only because you don't like Timothy Chalamet? I love or Timothy or Chalamet. Love Timothy. I think he's great. Oh, um, 
but... I felt like you said last time that you hated him. That's so not true, Ethan. I'm pretty sure you did. I think you asked us if we had his numbers. I think Christian Bale's a better lore than Tim, Tim. I don't hate Timothy Chalamet. Um... No, it's on my rewatch list because I think I might enjoy it. I was one seat away next to Ricky, but it wasn't my favorite theater experience okay, either. We're doing our top tens to try to like get people to watch. Oh, movie. sorry. Well, no, I still I, I still like, say I'm, go see it because if you want to hear about the theater experience, go to Star Wars. It's it's great world building. It sets up great for a second movie. Yes. Um, Timothy Chalamet is great. It's this grandiose movie. Go see it. I'm sure on my rewatch, I will like it a lot more. Yeah. So this movie is just, I, I mean, Eric said it, but it's just massive. Like this might be the mm-hmm. biggest movie I've ever seen just in right. like scale and right. the images shown on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is going to be a modern classic. I think that this is like also hitting the interesting um, crossroad of very thoughtful and like artsy cinema but also very accessible and like the mainstream really likes it i think it did really well we're getting a second movie hopefully we get a third movie um hyped for all of those but i just think this is this is an experience this is something as you also said it was very much like a theater experience the the sound the score is just amazing like those those drums those oh, little clappies i said all this in our dune episode so i'll soon stop talking but please go watch it it is just uh i found it to be very like just powerful experience and one that i just felt more than anything and it got me to read the book so now i'm reading the book so that's fun yeah where'd you have it on your nice. list i or have it at number four number four all right yeah and um yeah and i'd say it's also it's very dense and i saw it three times and i'd say every time i like there was absolutely lots of like new things i was seeing and it was rewarding to rewatch. So wait, I don't know if we covered this yet, but one of us didn't have it on our list. Caleb. Yeah. Okay. I was about to. I was about to say Caleb because I didn't actually hear if we had that. But hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ethan, did you have anything you wanted to add? Nope. Yeah. So what I need to say, we have a Dune app. You guys can go yep. listen to. It's like twenty minutes. True. Um, but flipping awesome movie. Yep. I can't wait for the next one. Big. 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 All right. Let's go for who had. My number two, Caleb's number uh, four, Memoria. Well, we're really whittling that list down. <laughs> Ethan yeah, so, or Ricky? So only three of us saw the movie. I think, I think it's, I think it's Ricky. Ricky, what was your um, number one? My number one was um, a Peach Pong Weirs at the Cool. <laughs> I can't say his name, man. I'm that's, not going to That's lie. the best I got. Um, Peachy Pong's <laughs> <laughs> Memoria. I think he goes by Joe. So, he does go by Joe. Um, does he? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, uh, starring Tilda Swinton, this was a movie that as soon as I watched it, I just knew <laughs> that this is going to soar to the top of my list. It was just incredibly powerful and moving and affecting in a way that, I, I mean, I've been thinking about it every day since I've watched it pretty much. This lives rent-free in my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I think even though it was on the second movie I've seen by him, I think he's probably like a master of like the avant-garde like slow cinema this is like very original and new stuff that i haven't seen it before at least parts of it and i think that overall film under utilizes sound like a lot i think it's like a lot of untapped potential and this film really taps into that in a way that i think is special and very moving and that oh. noise is the best noise ever and yeah, I think that this just makes me want to throw my phone into a river and go stare at the river for like three weeks straight and listen to the world around <laughs> me. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. People wow. probably have their different like experiences or what they got out of it, but this mm. definitely just made me want to like listen to the world around me and kind of get outside of my own head a bit and then just, yeah, pay attention to the world and observe and see the past, present, and future. And, um, yeah. I Every place has its own little song if you listen to it. Mm. And it has its own building, shifting, and decaying song over time. And it can be a beautiful, moving thing to listen to. Oh, wow. I think I think anything that, like, any movie that makes you, that, that you have that kind of reaction to, I think I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, where you, you're like, I should stop, and I should observe, and I should love the things around me more. I think, yeah, I love moments like that. Yeah, I watched so. it with Ricky and Caleb, and we literally... <laughs> sat in silence until the end credits were over mm. and then probably another 20 seconds which doesn't happen in movies almost ever it's a very unique thing <laughs> that the, is a unique the thing. premise is super fun tilda swinton's in columbia and we love our tilda don't we <laughs> tilda you're our fave and she starts hearing this noise it's like a thump and no one else around her can hear it and so she's trying to figure out what this noise is she goes like the sound design guy try to figure out this noise it just keeps happening and interrupting her life every so often um and then the world and then it moves from there but a lot of very beautiful shots it's hard to explain how beautiful they are and how i don't know why he can make it look so good and other people can't i don't know why it seems so easy and i know it's not (laughs) makes it seem so easy and yeah it it, i had the same reaction as ricky where it is an untapped potential sound in cinema, and this is the greatest use of that I've probably seen, which is why I fived it as well. And yeah, it just kind of makes you think, I am way too distracted way too often, and I could probably get more out of the world if I don't take in more information, actually, mm. and just am there. Mm. Yeah, if you are going to see this one, we should all go see it. I'd love to see it again I've been in sold. Denver. I've been sold. I'll watch it. If it if it comes yeah. to Denver, we got to go see oh, it. I'll, I'll see that again. Yeah, because that'd be incredible Wait, to see it comes in to Denver. It's on a tour. Wait, one so you guys, at a time. you guys saw it here? We had a, a screener. We had a friend give us we a copy. We had a friend give us a copy of it. Yeah, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. But it'd be great to go see it in the theater um yeah i would love to see it because like it's oh. something that you need to watch with a good sound system because well, sound is yeah we watched it player. we watched it and ricky's got a great sound system so that helped yeah it did help but even like the screener i think says like they like apologize like yeah this isn't the most ideal experience i'm sorry mm. right mm. don't watch it with headphones in that's for sure yeah um i think i uh oh no go ahead or You're maybe continuing. i don't know no. i was listening to the film Stars podcast while i was watching the movie <laughs> <laughs> I think Ricky's right. It's just, it's not your typical movie. It's slow cinema where you just got to like sit, you just sit with it and it just long, just shots of just not, not panning, not pushing in, not pulling out, just like Mm. still. And eventually and you just got to focus on what's going on and it just forces you to like analyze everything and just like, experience it and it reminded me a lot of um there's a mexican filmmaker carlos regados mm-hmm. and he has this movie i've only seen one of his it's uh silent light stellet licht um it's these germ amish german amish mennonite. people mennonite yeah. people living in mexico but um it's that same kind of like just slow mm. moving 
cinema where you just like sit with everything and it reminded me a lot of that um which i I love that movie um but yeah uh it was great a great watch the kind of movie that puts you to sleep but you're not unhappy that it's putting you in a sleep it's experience. not like you're forced <laughs> trying it's to like sleep. you're lulled to sleep in huh. a in a meadow yeah and i feel like it honestly does it on purpose at certain points where it wants you to be there so it can like shake you out of it on purpose yeah, like, yeah. they had me right in its clutches so they had me doing exactly what it wanted me to do so it could like play with that mm. and then the cascade of sound just overwhelms your soul eventually. Oh, yeah i was um it's brilliant i was buying paint at ace when i saw your guys's uh reviews or your ratings and i was like holy sh-, like these guys really loved this movie. He mm-hmm. dropped a metal ball on the ground. And <laughs> it dropped, yeah. I dropped all the paint I just bought. Um, <laughs> Surrounded by water and a, a well. metallic. T- yeah. It made a... Th- it made a th- Whoa. Um, Do that again. Th- That's it. That's the sound. That's it. That's the one. Um, Wait, I didn't hear anything. <gasps> oh, it's no. <laughs> it's just me. Um, no, so I, so I hopped on Letterboxd and like checked out the movie and i went to the review section and it was literally like five star one star five star one yeah, star devices. one star half star five star five star it was just like yeah either people like did not have a fun time or it was the best thing they've ever seen well and i think movies like this it really is one where like if you're going to like be entertained like you will not have a fun time like well yeah honestly like and it's just but why are like, they there <laughs> like well, how did I they mean, not, not know, know that? that right you just find like oh i heard good things about this movie and jump in and yeah. it's just it's not going to be that experience and yeah. it's not gonna be for everyone and that's like fine if it's not your thing right. but it is one like i would just like encourage anyone that gets a chance to see this like it, it like these movies that are like this i think if you really kind of like you would on a walk just like observe the world around you like mm. try to engage the film like that i'm just kind of like engage with it on that level and i i think it can be very powerful no you Love guys it. sold it i want to go on a walk for let's, sure. move, let's move on um let's, let's take it. a break before we get to uh the next one austin what was your number one movie of the year uh philly's own will smith Oh no, King Richard. Oh, King Richard. Was oh, fine. what are you thinking? Oh no, what you Men in Black too. <laughs> Men in Black. Gemini Man. <laughs> that came out this year, right, guys? <laughs> well, that that movie really actually like emotionally hit me like a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's a that, great movie. I cried a good cry a couple times in that movie. I, yeah, man. I loved King Richard this year. I saw that I mean, today. It was more about I think the story of Serena. I mean, no, sorry, Venus in some yeah. ways. Yeah. Which I think was interesting because Serena's is like the goat of of the sisters. Right. But yeah. It really. It really was a great story of them, you know, getting out of Compton and um, and just making a way for them. And you know, you know, Will Smith, he's a rad dad. Too. He could win Best Actor for that, you know. Mm, yeah, no, he did. A, he did a really, really. Is he good a rad job. dad in that? No, Ooh, no. I was gonna yeah. say. I, think I was gonna dad. say based oh, off the trailer, man, I was like, I don't this know. guy doesn't seem like he's a good dad. That, that scene where he like he like tricks the guy into going to Florida, I was like. I'm not on your side here, Will. I'm what really you not on your Cinderella? side. Yeah, I'm really not on your side here, dude. <laughs> I thought it was but like, dad. you're no forcing your man. daughters into something, I mean, but at what cost for them to resent you just so they can have a better life? But Is they that didn't really? resent I think, him. I think he. I don't. I didn't. I didn't see selfless it. when he was really being selfish. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, he was using them for what he could get out. Dude, I mean that scene that he had with his wife was just like, ooh, she tore into him. That and was great because she was like, I see you, and I know why you're doing this, and you need to admit this is why you're doing this i was like oh that's good that was a good scene you guys gonna watch the fresh prince show okay moving on <laughs> ethan. <laughs> wait not ethan who chose west side story as number one that was me oh wait it was you it yeah. was me 
<laughs> it was me, guy. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> I heard Tilda Swinton's playing Maria in the next one. Wow. <laughs> wow. West Sider story? The, the West East Sider story. The East Side. The North. West Side yes, Tilda. Yes, West Side Story, <laughs> Steven Spielberg's remake of the 1961 film and the 1957 Broadway musical. Um, did you five that? Four and a half dip. That's, that's yeah. fine. I just didn't know if you did. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Mm-hmm. I just, man, this was also like... Part of it was it was so surprising because mm-hmm. I did not have high expectations going into it, um, but it blew me away. I think the changes that were made were great. Um, you can listen to our West Side Story ep for more on all of those things. It was just a great time. It kind of just felt like, man, this is what the cinema's for. Yeah. Just a big, also watched it in IMAX, you big, did? beautiful production. Really? Great, that would have been uh, great. Dance sequences, fight sequences, with the great mix of, you know, in the old movie, even the fights feel like they're it's dancing. Yeah, but here the fights are like actual fighting, um, mm-hmm. and so there's some some re- realism bits that are I think elevate this rendition of the movie. Except if um, you're trying to get a gun from another person, then you're dancing. Right. <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that was, that was, yeah, even that song was different than it was in the <laughs> right. original movie. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I can't wait to see it again. And yeah, I thought it was, yeah, just really great. Yeah. For all you listening, we actually did an app on this for cozy a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. for cozy movies. And we all, well, four of us really liked it. So go it. if you want my opinion, <laughs> you can go listen to that. Anyone else have anything to add? That yeah, just if you have the ability to go see it in theaters. I don't know if it's still there. Go see it, but mm-hmm. get it on demand. It I I believe it may be a classic. It's a winner. I'd watch it again if you guys wanted to to watch it. Would you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, Caleb. Word. That leaves you and me, which means me. one of us chose Spencer at number one. Mm-hmm. And one of us chose the power of the dog. Yeah, we know who well, did what. The, the, who Johnny, the Johnny duo. <laughs> chose Spencer. Caleb. Caleb Zier. Yeah, right. myself. <laughs> <was you>. Cookie <laughs> Cat chose Spencer at my number one. Talk about um, it. Talk about it. I'll talk about it. Uh, I know, well... Jared My and thought, me Jared and, and Ricky are out. We yeah, had a whole yeah. On it, Jared, and, Jared and Ricky already have an episode on it. So if you want to hear more in depth, in depth stuff, um, you can listen to that episode. But I've said it before on the pod. I sing its high praises all the time. Sixteen millimeter film is the way to shoot movies, in my opinion. IMO. Um, it's it looks so good it's an interesting story it's not just like a uh, a biopic it takes place you know three days um over christmas and it's just um i don't know everything about it was just so magical and surreal and what'd you say so that was my word in the beginning oh was it oh sorry (laughs) um well you're affirming me oh good uh and it, it opens by saying it's like a fable. And so already, you know, like, is this, is this true? Is this not? But there's like glimpse of truth in it. And everything about it, I thought was so great. I watched it and I was like, yeah, that was pretty good. And the more I thought about it, I was like, that was just so good. And Kristen Stewart, of course, is great. Um, I think she's going to get, well, of course, 
I would be surprised if she didn't get a um, Best Actress nom. I don't know if she'd win. Um, but, yeah. Can't say enough great things about this movie. It's great. Go see it. The score is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny G scored our top two uh, movies of the year for the snob. Oh, That's pretty wild. Big. Ethan, you Jesus. saw it. You had yeah, it pretty it high, right? number two. It was number two. I, man, yeah, I just was captivated by it. Um, I love that there's a, a, an emphasis on Diana's relationship with her sons. I thought that was really cool to see. Because that's, I think, where, where the movie Jackie seems really focused on Jackie's experience. You don't really see much with her kids in that one. But in this one, that, that, was, the big, that was a big piece of it. And I, I thought that was really sweet. It brought a lot of tenderness to the film, I thought. Because it's pretty, I mean, it's kind of a brutal, brutal watch. Because you just feel her world is just decided for her. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just really tough. And I love the supporting cast as well. Ooh, yeah. They just, Sean Harris as the chef, who is like, who still really cares about her. And then her, her, what do they call the person that's kind of like their... Oh, Timothy Spall's character? No, the, the, dress, the woman. Dresser, oh. Yeah, the lady that dresses mm-hmm. them and whatever they call the right. that kind of Seamstress? maid servant. But, but yeah, just seeing how everyone really loved her and the tragedy that she still didn't feel loved fully. And oh, it's just it's just tragic and poetic, and I loved it. Right. And I think I like stuff that calls out, like, the, the corruption and toxicity of stuff that is generally praised by the general public it's like everyone loves the royal family but it's like pointing out like there's a lot of messed up stuff in here that's one of the reasons i like the net too is like it kind of everyone loves adam driver well it like it it, it points out like the 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 corruption of you know celebrity and how hollywood and just treats people and i don't know so like i i liked it for that aspect too it's like everyone loves the royal family and i'm always telling like i feel like it's kind of messed up in there and this does a good job of poking holes in it and saying like this was actually kind of not good well we have the luxury of not being a part of it speak for yourself i'm megan markle's new boyfriend hey congratulations wait sparkle (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, this was my number three. Again, talked about it a lot on the the podcast episode, but couldn't can't praise it enough. The only reason it's number three is just because two things were better. Yeah, but <laughs> but it, it, I mean, I love this movie. It's it's so good. Everything you guys said, just yeah, go see it. Agree. I think didn't do the best in the box office, so go rent this movie. Go. We need a we need more movies from these people too. Yeah, you guys did a good job of talking about it on the on on your episode. I thought I thought that was you guys had a lot of really good things to say about Thank it. Thank you. Ricky and I are pretty sure. smart when we talk together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, everyone else makes me dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great movie. Listen to our up if you want to know more. Or if you've probably if you've watched it already because it's great. And which brings us to our number one, which is my pleasure to say, which was also my <laughs> number one, my favorite movie of the year. I'm normally not in like full agreement with critics and like what's the front runner for the Oscars. This is probably one of the, maybe the front runner for the Oscar for best picture right now, but man, Jane Campion's power of the dog. Jane Campion is a beast of a director. <laughs> she just killed it with this. Benedict Cumberbatch gives his best performance. Um, sinister, but also very broken 
mm. on rewatch. Cody Smith McPhee is incredible. Wow. Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons are the couple of the year. Yes. Also not, but in a way also, yes. But also in reality, <laughs> like they're no. actually a couple. For those of are you they? who... Yeah. For those of you no. who don't know yeah, this, they are. yeah, wow. they're in real life. Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunster yeah. are a couple. Oh, yeah, they're married. They have a kid, at least one kid, I think. Yeah. Um, at least one. Wow. So this movie you would think would be a Western because it takes place on a ranch in Montana and Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons are brothers who are working this ranch. Uh, it's not really a rest Western. It's more of a, an a intense... Yeah, it's filmed in it's Otago, filmed in which is like, yeah, it's just it's, like the yeah. Sorry. Anyway, yeah. it's not Montana. <laughs> it looks great. It looks no, it looks incredible. It looks so cool. good. It's so vast, which I think like that location that they filmed at really does justice because Montana is pretty similar. It's very vast, very open, very yeah. big. So yeah, no, I it, it was beautiful. Yeah. I have thought that, but just keep going. Yeah, it's more of an intense relationship drama, I'd say, because they work this ranch. Kirsten Dunst comes into the picture, so she marries the Jesse Plemons character, and then the Benedict Cumberbatch character feels like he has lost all control. Mm -hmm. But then there is this boy who is Kirsten Dunst's son. He is away at college studying doctor stuff and comes back, and Mm -hmm. um, there's a relationship that is kind of sinister that starts between Benedict and this boy, and no spoilers anywhere. Uh, But I feel like it handles some themes in a way that I've never seen before. It feels yeah. very much like a novel. It's so lean. There's mm. not a, a wasted shot or piece of dialogue in this movie. It all fits. Um, and it's like a puzzle where different parts of the movie give you clues to what's going to happen later. So when, mm. And a lot of my favorite movies are ones that you can rewatch and they get better. And I think some of my other top movies are just as good from a craft standpoint and emotional standpoint. This is number one just simply because I love watching it. Yeah. And it's dark, but it's at the same time super funny and super entertaining. Mm-hmm. And um, there's so many layers that you can uncover. And we'll talk more about some of this in my superlatives because it shows up. But I, I can't say enough. It's kind of like the No Country for Old Men yeah. of the 2020s, I think. I so think far. I need, I think based on what you've been saying about the rewatch, I think. I think I need to give it a rewatch because I almost rated Power of the Dog uh, a three and a half. What? Yeah. Wow. And I rated it a four because it was just, I mean, it was one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Like just stunning to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I could not in good conscience give it a three and a half, but I thought I was missing something and that everyone was getting right off the get and i was just like i think i need to watch you don't it. get it right off the get there's okay. more you get because i i just yeah i i must have i i need to i need to rewatch it because i'm not seeing well i i'm seeing the genius in it i'm just not understanding the genius in it and so i yeah i need to i need to watch it again but i understand why it's like getting raved because it is well i think why I, why I appreciate so much about this movie that similar it's like other movies are on the same level craft wise but where this one goes further for me is it's a character-driven drama. Like, it, it starts off, like, what's going to happen plot-wise. You're like, okay, they're going to get married. They're going to move. It's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. And then the characters just are doing things. And, oh, there's just so many mo- scenes where just the acting is just amazing. So compelling to watch. And then, so that, but... but and, la- and layers are coming And you don't even really yeah. care about the plot that much because... 
seeing the characters do their thing is just so great. Well, and so when the plot comes, so then the the plot keeps moving, and it actually right the plot ends itself is. It's just like I totally forgot that there was like yeah other no things happening <laughs> and 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 to what you just said I think maybe maybe that was my hang up was that like I was like this is a film with no plot and then it ends and you're like whole lot of oh my oh my god whole lot of plot oh my god so that's where I think and that's where it, I think I need to rewatch it yeah because it does both of those really well because I did like there were things I'm not I'm not entirely inept like there were things that were happening while they were happening, I was like, that's foreshadowing or that's something or that's important. But it just, they were all pieces. I didn't have right. the puzzle yet. And um, yeah. When and you have the puzzle, it's incredible. Right, right, right. That's yeah, yeah, where, yeah. I mean, I think personally, plot should motivate um, or plot should serve the characters, not the other way around. So that's to me, movies that work the best for me are the ones where there's enough plot to to understand grasp and love these characters and this i think does that so well it understands that for yeah. sure yeah yeah that was really good yeah i think it's just doing so much at once and but at the same time like you mentioned in a very like lean package that's not wasting a second and i, I can't remember last week i was just like on the edge of my seat the entire time like just just oh, yeah. yeah it's very eating tense. it up and oh, I, that I, soundtrack helped with that too. Oh, oh, so Johnny, oh my, Johnny. that kept me on my seat, man. Oh, ugh. and I, and I think it was just the perfect level of like drip feeding information where I felt like I was getting enough of those pieces. Where I was like, I don't, I don't quite put this together yet, but I'm like engaged, and I didn't feel like I was like totally lost ever. And then you get to that like climax, which I won't spoil, but like you're just like, what? The, this could go in multiple <laughs> ways. Like, what is going? And like that, that the, that climax was just incredible and it was just so good and then that last shot i think just brings everything home in a way that's so like gives you goosebumps but at the same time so satisfying and Mm -hmm. just yeah just brings everything home it yeah i'm excited i'm really excited to watch it again because i only watched it the one time but it it was great it was for sure caleb any thoughts on the dog yeah from psalm 22 actually that's what the title of the movie comes from i'm trying to think of things to say without spoiling it it's just the whole movie is just so sinister and goes places that you don't expect. Like, because yeah. Benedict Cumberpatch himself is like sinister, but then there's also like <laughs> Benedict Cumberpatch like the actor himself. <laughs> yeah, Cum- say, Cumberpatch. You said Cumberpatch. 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 Sorry. Stop pointing laugh at Caleb. <laughs> but, but you're right. It is like yeah. of all movies I've seen, it deals with grooming and abuse better than any movie i've ever seen yeah it's like you're just waiting for someone to strike and then but it go and someone does strike but not in the way it, i don't want to spoil anything but it's just it, it goes in such a different direction than what you think and yeah. itself is like there's like a big the climax isn't like this big like you know shoot out or th- something like that but it's like so whoa it's More such powerful. like a slow burn like where you're like holy what no Huh? Yeah, right. What? Hey, <laughs> that sounds like hyphenated <laughs> cinema to me. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was so hyphenated. Hyphenated. Yeah, I, I, yeah very like subversive, like across the board. And mm-hmm. it slaps. All right, longest app ever. <laughs> part one. That's part one. We're gonna do some snobby superlatives <laughs> if you guys are up for it. But what we're gonna do first 
As Kirsten Dunst said, not in Power of the Dog, but Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake. Ethan brought us a cake from Whole Foods. Hey. Oh, You're going to listen to us eat it. <laughs> ASMR, we're going to rub it and on And guess the mic. what? At the beginning of the next episode, we'll tell you what Caleb made us for dinner. Mm, yum, 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 tuned. yum, yum. Stay tuned. All right, we'll see you guys next week. All right. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Some cake. Sure